This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com. Welcome to Pick a Tale. I am with Access Radio Taranaki, 104.4 FM. My name is Leslie Dowding and I'm a storyteller. I enjoy telling stories in schools, libraries, parks, outside, inside. I have many stories to share. Some are my own tales and some are from around the world. I hope to bring your world into the world of story. Wherever you are, may you enjoy every Wednesday, 8am. Welcome to Pick a Tale. Do you know it's not long before Christmas arrives? But you might like some stories in the summer as well. So I hope that you're going to switch on and listen to Pick a Tale Tales. Today I'm going to read you a real fun one that I really like. It's by Rhonda and David Armitage and it's the Lighthouse Keeper's Christmas. Lighthouses are so exciting things. If you have time, you might like to drive round to Bailey Road and look at our wonderful Taranaki Lighthouse. There's also a museum. You can go and see the Cape Lighthouse and then you can go to the museum. Well, this one's called the Lighthouse Keeper's Christmas and I think you'll have fun with it. And you might just like to lie on the beach and listen to the story. Mr Grinling was a lighthouse keeper. He and Mrs Gringling lived with their cat Hamish in the little white cottage perched high on the cliffs. It was nearly Christmas. Mr Gringling's great-nephew George was coming. Well, make it the best Christmas ever for George and you, said Mrs Gringling as she bustled in the kitchen. Mr Gringling sighed. Sometimes I forget it's my last Christmas as the lighthouse keeper. I'm getting too old. Oh, I've got an idea. Why don't we have Christmas Day in the lighthouse? Splendid! Well, George arrived. Wow, look at this! Christmas Day in the lighthouse. There were lights all around the windows. I'm going to write to Father Christmas so he knows where I am. Can you help me please, Uncle G? They wrote the letter together. Dear Father Christmas, I'll be at the Gringlin's house on Christmas Eve. They have a chimney your friend George. Then he wrote, Dear Father Christmas, Uncle G says that he would like something for Christmas that's fun to wear. No slippers. Hamish would like another toy mouse. What is Father Christmas bringing you, Uncle George? Oh, well, I've suggested fluffy slippers, said Mrs Grinling. But that was different to the letter. On Christmas Eve, Mrs Gringling was so busy that Mr G and George had to make their own lunch. So they packed it, put it in the boat and rowed out to the lighthouse with a Christmas tree in it. There was lots to do. They cleaned and scrubbed and cleaned and scrubbed and polished. Oh, I'm really hungry now, they both said. They went out and sat on the rocks with their lunch. There was such fun. Seals were sunbathing and seagulls were flying. Look how that lighthouse gleams and glows. 
It was a bit wintry in the sun, but it was fun. Will you be sad when you're no longer the lighthouse keeper anymore because you're retiring? Yes and no. On the days when the wind howls each way and that, and my fingers get cold, well, I'd be very happy to leave. But when it's sunny and the blue sea just calmly laps away, I like it. They put up the Christmas tree and then covered it with decorations. And then, very loudly, they sang carols. Do you know any carols? I know lots. We have carols by candlelight in our park in Taranaki, don't we? Carols are fun. They're all about Christmas. And it's really Christmas's Christ's mess. It's all about the birth of Jesus. Well, Mr G was very busy. He didn't actually notice that the sky was getting a bit dark and waves started to splash the window. Oh, I think a storm's coming. Could we go home? Hmm, said Mr G. They opened the lighthouse door and they could see the dinghy being tossed about by the waves. Mr G tried to reach it with his boat hook, but it was too far away. George began to feel a bit upset and a bit tearful. Don't worry, said Mr G. You're the luckiest boy in the world to have Christmas Eve in the lighthouse. But will Santa know where I am? Well, we'll, um, we'll, we'll spark ourselves up with a little bit of something to eat and we might get home for tea. Mr G rummaged in the lunch basket, but it was looking pretty empty. But they'll ring Mrs G to let her know. The wind was very fierce. George and Mrs. Green, Mr. G tried to tie themselves to the rail as they waited for a food basket to arrive. How will it come here? Ah, oh, don't you worry about that. Mrs. G and I have a great idea. We send a line and she puts the food in the basket and then it comes along on the line from the house. Well, this time the wind was very strong and it was quite hungry too. The basket started to come from the house, but then the lid burst open and all the goodies fell out and the seagulls flocked. Yum, 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 yum. Never mind, said Mr G, there must be something in the cupboard. He found a small tin of baked beans and sardines, a shriveled up packet of chocolate biscuits. Oh, we'll be fine. It's Christmas Eve and we can look forward to a lovely big meal tomorrow. The wind howled and the waves roared. Mm, it's a bit tricky out there, said Mr G. I hope the boats are all right. Have you got any stories, Uncle G, said George. Of course I know heaps of stories. I'll tell you about a time when Father Christmas forgot to come to our house on Christmas Eve. George leapt out of bed. Oh no, I forgot to tell him I'm at the lighthouse. Quick, quick. Mr G found a pen and some paper and together they wrote a very large notice for Father Christmas and they attached it to the top of the lighthouse window. Father Christmas, we're at the lighthouse tonight. Please ask the reindeer to bring the sleigh to the door because there isn't a chimney. Do you think he'll see it? Of course he will, said Mr G. Now, let's get our stockings. Hmm, can't remember where I put my socks. Oh yes, I know. He found two large, enormous yellow socks. Do you know I knitted these myself? They left the socks and one chocolate biscuit by the lighthouse door. Mr G tucked George back into bed and the moon came up.
George actually woke in the middle of the night. The world was quiet outside, except for a tinkling noise. He tiptoed. It was the night before Christmas and the moon shone dark in the sky. Oh, I hope you can find us, Father Christmas. And when he looked up, he's pretty sure he saw something in the stars. Now, George was the first up in the morning. He and the cat, Hamish, were peered out of the window. He couldn't believe his eyes. It was snowing. Oh, wow, he, George Clyde, said, it's snowing. It's Christmas and it's snowing. Then George's face dropped. I can't see the little cottage. They're covered it in snow. I hope Auntie's okay. How will she get to us for Christmas? Oh, don't you worry about that, George. Nothing will stop Mrs G getting here. She'll have a great idea. They had two chocolate biscuits for breakfast and then they opened their presents. George couldn't believe that Father Christmas had not forgotten him. Mrs G rang up. As it's your final meal at the lighthouse keeper, I'm sending Christmas dinner in a basket. Don't worry about me. I'll find a way of getting there. When they opened the parcels, there was a car, a robot, a dinosaur, a pet toy mouse, lots of lighthouse keeping things, including sea shanties and binoculars. George and Mr G waited patiently. They watched the basket slide down the wire. Oh, go away, you pesky birds. Leave our dinner alone. The basket stopped. Mr G shook the wire. Wouldn't move. Oh no, he was sure he could smell roast potatoes in it. And then the seagulls, who he calls Tom, Bert and Fred, hovered over the basket. Oh no, George shouted. Don't let the seagulls get it. But they squawked and cried and dived. And as they dived, the basket jerked and wobbled and slid straight down the wire. All together, said the seagulls, and they helped push it along. When they opened it, it was the best Christmas dinner you could ever meet. seen. Look at that. There was pudding and turkey and potatoes. There was ham and there was bacon and peas and parsnips and carrots and everything you could ever want including three little tins for three happy seagulls. And they were three tins of sardines. Just as they were about to tuck in, a speedboat circled the lighthouse. Oh, look who it isn't. Why, it's Mrs G. What's this? Well, it's presents from the people in the village. They're saying happy retirement. And look, Look at this wonderful person. He brought me out in the speedboat so we could all be together. Oh, I feel quite tearful, said Mr G. And they all sat down to the best Christmas dinner I ever had. And it was all in the lighthouse. The light beamed brightly clear out to ski. And there was no one to worry about, for the storm had stopped. And Christmas day and Christmas night was the best that George had ever had. Thank you for listening to Pickertail today.
Welcome to Pick a Tale. Here's a fun little story that's based on the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. But Yvonne Morrison and Deborah Hind, they've come up with a bit of a Kiwi slant on that very famous Christmas rhyme. I hope you're going to enjoy this. Twas the night before Christmas and all round the batch not a possum was stirring, not one could we catch. We left on the table a meat pie and beer in hopes that Santa Claus soon would be here. We children were snuggled up in our bunk beds while dreams of Pavlova danced in our heads. A mum in her nighty and dad in his shorts settled down to watch TV sports. When outside the batch there was such a hoo-ha arose, I woke at once from my wonderful doze. I ran straight to the sliding door looking about, jumped out on the deck and I let out a shout. <gasps> the fairy lights that Dad had strung up round the door they let me see everything right down to the shore. And what did I see when I took a peep? A miniature tractor and eight tiny sheep. With a little old driver, his dog on his knee, I knew at once who this joker might be. He patted the dog and in a voice not unkind said, Good on you, boy. Now get in behind. Now Flossie, now Fluffy, now Sean and Shane, on Bossy and Buffy, Jason and Wayne, up the tree, the sheep, to the top of the batch. Oh, mind you don't trample on the vegetable patch. So up to the roof, those sheep quickly flew with a tractor of toys, Santa and his dog too. As my sister awoke, I turned round and in through the window, he came with a bound. He wore a black singlet and little white shorts and stuck on his feet were gum boots, of course. A sack full of toys he'd flung on his back and he looked like a postie just opening his pack. His eyes, bright as PowerShell, oh, how they twinkled like an old tuatara. His skin was all wrinkled. He had a white face and a round fat tummy that looked like he'd eaten lots that was yummy. He spoke not a word but got down on one knee. He placed a cricket set under the tree. A present for sis and one for dad and mum. He turned and he winked and he held up his thumb. He jumped on his tractor to his dog, gave a whistle. And away they flew as fast as a missile. I called out thanks as he flew back past the gate. He called back, Kiora to all and good on you, mate. Isn't that a fabulous story? I just love it. I think it's so very exciting. Just such a Kiwi story. And here's another one about Father Christmas going on a holiday because he's so busy and tired in the North Pole. And it's so really cold that he really wanted to get himself warmed up. And Maria Faria, she wrote this. But again, Deborah Hind, she um, illustrated it. And you can get these out of the library during the holidays. 
they're always worth looking at, not just waiting for Christmas. They're such fun stories. Did you know that the Arctic's cold in mid-September and right through to December? It's where poor Santa lives, remember? He always busy, never slack. He's hard-working filling those Christmas sacks. He works all day and half the night to get our toys and gifts just right. And as each Christmas comes a-knocking, he's ready with our Christmas stocking. But Santa's feeling not his best. I'm tired. I need a rest. It's time I had a break away. I think I'll go on holiday. He scans the globe for where to go, sea and sun, not nice and snow. Mountains, rivers, native bush. I'll have my little globe and give it a push. Then his heart begins to race. Well, this New Zealand sounds like the perfect place. He packs his bag without delay. Soon he's ready on the sleigh. Up and up to trade winds high, reindeer pounding cloudless sky, across the earth and oceans proud, down to the land of the long white cloud. Santa arrives at the break of day. Oh, the beauty takes his breath away. Crystal seas and forests green, the best that he has ever seen. The reindeer, they need food and sleep. He leaves them grazing with some sheep. Ready now to have some fun. He strips his coat off and he's in the sun. No belt to hold his ample belly. It wobbles around just like jelly. Goodness gracious, what a state. I'd better lose some weight. It isn't really that surprising, for Santa's never known for exercising. He knows he should get fit and strong, for Christmas Eve is hard and long. So up and down the beach he jogs, dressed only in his swimming togs. He feels alive and young and free, the way you do beside the sea. He doesn't swim for very long. To do too much would be quite wrong. And with the ideas of getting tanned, he lays himself upon the sand. His pure white skin, so bright and dazzling, is not prepared for such a frazzling. Oh no, before too long he feels he's burning. Oh, the sun gives him quite a turn. And the kids say, where's your cap? We're on the beach. Slip, slop, slap. Santa buys some sunscreen, a shirt and a hat of holly green. He has a shower once he's dried. He goes and buys a tourist guide. There's so much to see and do, he makes a plan of what to do. Wellington, Rotorua, Waitoma Caves. To Papa, Treaty of Waitangi, Māori Marae, a tasty hungi. Caves with glowworms shining bright, eat a twinkling fairy light. Ooh, the bubbling sulphur wonderland finds it hard to understand. From different lands of ice and snow, hmm, doesn't feel quite what you know. He buys a history book to read the tales of Captain Cook. He scallops in the scallop grounds and fishes for the snapper in the sounds. He thinks he'll try some tramping and do a bit of kiwi camping. He buys a tent and huge backpack and sets off down the heafy track. He swims with dolphins, watches whales, tries some mountain bike trails. He flies to sleigh at Mount Cook. He finds the glaciers worth a look. Covers every inch of ground. Takes a boat on Milford Sound. Speeds in the jet boat close to the rocks and swings across the flying fox. Phew! His holiday is nearly through. Still so much more to see and do. 
I'll be glad to say to say to go. New Zealand's very much fun, you know. But upside down to sound of cheers, he chuckles as he reappears back to his reindeers. Chimneys won't be such a bump because I've learnt to bungee jump. And on the cheery happy note, he fastens belt and coat, leaps upon his trusty sleigh. He must be on his way. He raises his hand to wave goodbye and heads back to the northern sky. He doesn't really want to leave, but he'll be back on another Christmas Eve. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful holiday. There'll still be stories for you to listen to. So knuckle down to the beach or lie in bed and listen in to those wonderful stories. Don't forget to switch on your access radio. And do you know you can get us through Spotify too? So even if you don't get the station, it's really worth going into Spotify. Bye. Thank you for listening to Pick a Tale. Look forward to you tuning in next week and listen to the next exciting stories from Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Check out the website and the podcast in case you were too busy to sit down and listen this time. You can choose your own time. Thank you from Leslie Dowden. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com.